Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today as we continue on with this subject of when God doesn't make sense. And I always start with a disclaimer that God always makes sense. His way is perfect. Mm-hmm. His, his way is planned out. But when God doesn't make sense to us, what do we do? How do we handle it? Where do we go? And and that's what we're working on. Honored again to have Stephanie West go with us. Uh, good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm, you know, rejoicing in the Lord. Praise God. And again, she's changing up her answer. So we had like 65 of the same answers. Uh, So now that we're on podcast number 85, when God doesn't make sense, continued on. uh, I'm glad that she's switching that up a little bit. But seriously, folks, I don't think, and Stephanie, honestly, I don't think we've had a a more serious subject that we're going through than we're going through today. And uh, there's so many people hurting and and, and I can tell you, uh, not using names or anything, but, but Stephanie's dealing with a couple handfuls of ladies right now, and I'm dealing with a couple handfuls of folks. And, and, uh, um, and, and, and I'll tell you, I think the biggest thing uh, is understanding that God does things through us uh, and allows things to happen to us so he can do things through us that he can use to change the world. And I, I said in the first podcast, and as we were going through this idea of when God doesn't make sense, I made the comment to look for the miracle. Look for the miracle that's going to come out of these trials. Look for the miracle of things that are going to change. And, and I know a lot of you are saying, but Doug, come on. And, uh, but I have seen God do miracles and I've seen God do works and, and, and we got to look for those miracles. We got to look for those works. And, and so we're actually over here in the book of Acts and, uh, we've been going through a system and, and we've talked about different things. We've talked about the, you know, the, the zealous persecution. We, we've talked about the powerful purpose, how God turned things around. Uh, we talked about the faithful persecuted going out around the world and making a difference and how those with PTSD, like Stephanie, like me, uh, that God has used and certainly God's working through us. It's nothing of our own volition or, or nothing of our own uh, works because we would fall woefully short. But I'm here to tell you, if God can use me, God can use you. And now we're coming to this point that we have to beware when we're dealing with, with God doesn't make sense. We have to beware, Stephanie, especially of false prophets and, and, yeah. and people who are selling a different set of goods or a different bill of goods, so to speak. And here we are, we're in Acts, uh, we're in chapter eight, we're starting here in verse number nine, going through 17. But there was a certain man called Simon with before time uh, in the city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, given out that himself was some great one. And and there are those that use sorcery and, uh, you know, you see them, they'll They'll have 600,000 people healed out of 60 people over in a a foreign country somewhere. But you never see them, Stephanie, at the coronavirus clinics. You know, you're not not seeing them down there at Greenville Memorial where four people went to heaven yesterday or wherever. God, hopefully heaven. And to whom they all gave heed in verse 10 from the least to the greatest saying, this man is of is the great power of God. And we got to be careful uh, when we make a statement like that. Only God has power. 
And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching of things concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. But when they believed Philip, I think that's the most important line there. Philip was preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's such a significant verse there. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wandered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Isn't it great to see somebody who's all messed up get right and go out and tell people, I was all messed up. But now I'm right. Mm-hmm. Man, there are messed up people out there, Stephanie. I'm just being honest with you. But when, when God sees them and changes them, I was among them. Now in verse number 14, now when the the apostles, and I told you guys I can't read. I apologize about that. Uh, now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostle hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Wow. He wanted to give them money. And, uh, you know, I went too far, but that's all right. I wanted to stop there at 17. Then laid they, we're going to go to 18, I promise, tomorrow. Then laid they, their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So so there's a lot of things going on here, Stephanie, and we look at this. And this is what I really want to point out, is they there's false witnesses out there. There's false prophets. There's those who say, if you do this and what God's word really means, you know what I found out, Stephanie, whenever anyone says what God's word really means, you need to run. Yeah. Whenever anyone says what God's really trying to say here is this, you need to bail out. You know, whenever anybody says, I have a new revelation of what God's word said, you need to run. I read the other day that there's a man in India that says uh, the Apostle John, not John the Baptist, but the other one, one of the disciples who became an apostle, is alive in India walking around. Wow. Yeah, that's what he said. And he's got hundreds of thousands of people there in India that will load in the stadiums, that will load in the streets. And, folks, that's contrary to God's word. It's not true. Yeah. And, you know, far too often that when we're dealing with things like PTSD, when we're dealing with great trauma, when we're dealing with great loss, when we're dealing with hurting hearts, when we're working with those people who are hurting, people are looking for a quick answer. People want a Hollywood miracle, Stephanie. They want a Hollywood miracle. Man, they want everything to change right there and then. But, you know, I remember, Stephanie, as I prepared for this lesson, I remember thinking about Elijah. And I know we talked about uh, 1 Kings chapter 19 when, when Elijah was running from Jezebel. And, and old Jezze, she, you know, she's as messed up. The, that name literally means, where's my prince? She was a prophetess of Baal. Her life was all messed up. And, and, and old Elijah, the Tishbite, who uh, made a difference, who called down fire from heaven who, who dealt uh, against hundreds of people and, and God slew them and, and he saw God bring down fire and, and the prophet Baal was supposed to be the God of fire and all those things changed and all those things were different. And if I'm not making sense, I apologize. But if you read uh, 1 Kings about 17 on, you'll catch up where 
And uh, so Elijah was sent out and he was he was sent out to talk to Ahab, the most wicked leader there ever was, and to tell him if he doesn't get right with God, if he doesn't do the things that are right, if he doesn't get Israel right, things are going to go bad and the rain's going to stop. And when the rain stops, the food stops and the crops stop and the animals stop eating and everybody dies, everything dies. Elijah sent up to the brook Cherith and while he's at Cherith, he's eating, he's living good. He's eating trout, rainbow trout, I believe, Stephanie, right out of the brook, <laughs> cooking them up, living good. And then the Lord, and then he ends up down there with the widow of Zarephath, and she just had a few spoonfuls of grain and very little grease. And grain is no good without grease, Stephanie. I'm going to let you in on that right now. <laughs> grain needs grease. Bread needs butter. People who eat bread without butter freak me out. People who eat potatoes without <laughs> gravy freak me out. I just want to be upfront about that. But anyway, going back to Elijah, Elijah had grease. And, uh, but uh, uh, the widow of Zarephath, her and her son were just waiting to die, Stephanie. They were just dragging out the inevitable. But God showed up. And uh, Elijah showed up and was able to help those people. And then Elijah ends up on uh, up there on the top of Mount Carmel. And uh, he gets up top. And did I say that with a New England accent or did I do okay? Uh, you did okay. All right. Last time she picked on me about that. So they, <laughs> they get up there and there's an altar there. And, you know, when there's an altar, God shows up. There's a reason we go to the altar, Stephanie. An altar's not there to be quiet. An altar's there where where lives are changed. An altar's there where people get saved. An altar's there where things happen for God. An altar's there when your heart gets right. An altar's there, uh, and things change at the altar. So what does Elijah do? He fixes up the altar. And uh, he said, yeah, he lets them, you know, for hours they call down fire. They called to the God of fire, Baal. And can I tell you, there's only one God, one big G God. He is the one we're serving. He's the word we're reading from today. And Elijah just said a prayer calling down fire. And God brought that fire down and, and he slew the prophets of Baal. And then this silly old gal, Jezebel, comes along and sends a servant to find Elijah and says, I'm coming after you. I'm making a difference. I'm coming after you. Things are changing. And old Elijah ran. He ran down into the southern kingdom, and he's trying to hide. He gets rid of his servant. And you know what? He wanted an emotional experience, Stephanie. Mm. He wanted one of those false prophet, emotional, crazy things to happen. And, you know, he ended up eating. He ended up getting his physical things right. And, and boy, haven't we talked about that over time, telling people, get, get your eating right, get your drinking right, get your sleep right, uh, get those things in order, try to do those things that matter, try to make a difference. And, um, and he ends up there and, and, you know, an earthquake, what was there? An earthquake, fire, winds, hurricanes, mm -hmm. but you know how God talked to him? You remember that, Stephanie? Remember Still how God talked voice. to him? Yeah. So can I tell you something? Those of you who are listening to Stephanie and I today, don't look for the wind. Don't look for the fire. Don't look for the hurricane. God can use all those. Don't look for the floods. Don't look for uh, people falling out of ceilings and, and, and special cherry pickers to preach or scream or do something that looks like magic. Nah, our God's not about all the noise. He came in a still small voice. And friends, can I tell you something else? And listen, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but can I tell you something else? God will come to you right where you're at. You know, you just got to go and you got to go to the Mount of God. And that may be in a quiet closet in your house. And, and, and that may be, Stephanie, sitting in the front seat of your car, hidden from eight kids. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think there's anywhere to hide for Stephanie in her house. And I tried to no. hide. They walk in on you in the bathroom. I don't even know how they unlock the doors. <laughs> they find you everywhere in that house, man. Everywhere. They're pretty cool human beings, though. But there's nowhere to hide. Sometimes you got to go to the Mount of God all by yourself. 
Have you done that, Stephanie? Have you come to that place where you went to God all by yourself and listened for that still small voice? Yeah, normally it's late at night um, when all the kids are in bed. And um, a lot of times when I'm driving, if I'm driving by myself, that's a great time to spend time with the Lord. Um, But yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in the be still and know that I am a God principle. Yeah. And just taking a breather. And, you know, we live in a world that's all about um, rush, rush, rush. And... Um, the coronavirus, you know, time frame. I think God wanted to use that to just make people be still a little bit to know that he was God and to seek his face and um, just to just to refocus. And, you know, I think I think there's a lot of counterfeit um, counterfeit noise, counterfeit um, philosophies that. You know, the devil is, is the angel. He appears as the angel of light very often. And he does that not just in um, church settings. He does that in multiple realms um, in ways that creep me out, that seriously freak me out when I see some of the ways the devil is presenting counterfeits today for um, ministries, for um quote-unquote counseling and all of these things that are just clearly not of God. And so I think that being still and meditating in His Word and making His Word your lamp into your feet and your light into your path, if you don't do that, if you're never still, if you never choose to focus on His Word and on truth, you will be sucked into the counterfeits to those false prophets, to those who want to appear as on these great ministers of God, but in reality, they're, they're messed up. But that's just, that's the way the devil works. He's, he's the master of deception. Yeah. And so yeah. that being quiet is a huge, huge, huge part of exactly. discerning the spirits and trying the spirits to see whether they are of God. Yeah. And then that communion with him, you know, that's what keeps us on the path that we're supposed to be on is that daily communion with the Lord. And you need that. And you need that place. You need yeah. to, you need to go yeah. to the mount of God. You need to get on your face. You need to, yeah. uh, you know, and I think it's so important to understand that, that this dude over here, Simon in verse number nine, this false witness trying to do things with magic and stuff. As soon as he got right with the word of God, uh, he went out and witnessed Stephanie. He went out mm-hmm. and, and folks, I mean, if there's anything that comes out of this, if, if, you know, um, you know, when God doesn't make sense, and we're not stopping, we're going to keep going when God doesn't make sense. We we want to uh, help you folks with answers. We want answers for ourselves, and the only place we're going to find answers are in God's Word. And, uh, and and let me tell you, when God doesn't make sense, remember what I told you, look for a miracle. Look for something. It's going to be good. Something's going to be happening. Uh, but I was thinking about what Stephanie just said a minute ago, and, and there's so many people that want to draw a crowd or draw attention to themselves. And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves on someone's social media site or something where they're telling us uh, things that aren't true. And they're trying to say that, that, that people that are right with God aren't right with God. They're trying to turn things upside down. They're, they're trying to, uh, you know, and, and God uses these uh, God uses people to do right things and, and, and to see people saved and to see lives change, but God can't use people who are doing wrong things. 
And let me tell you, if people, if people have a little bit of God and a whole lot of world, they're no good to you. You need somebody who's sold out to God. You need somebody whose God's word is paramount, not their thoughts, not their beliefs, not the way they see things. You need somebody who, who puts God first in their lives. And, and, and so, Stephanie, we look at this, and there's so many false things going on. And, and certainly you're working with ladies, and I'm working with people who, who have who've dealt with these false things. And, and, and what's the danger? What's, what's the danger? What, what do you think is the main danger when people get hooked up with the wrong crowd and these people who aren't, and I, by the wrong crowd, I mean people who aren't right with God? What's the danger there? Yeah, well, I think when you look at um, what I like to call the counterfeits, yeah. um, you know, we see what God's word does <laughs> for us. It, it yeah. gives us joy. It brings peace. It clears the fog. We can think clearly. Yeah. But, and it also, I think, walking with God leads you to want a clear conscience. It leads you to want to, want to have a real relationship with God and with others. Um, it will cause you, you're not going to condone sin in your own life. Um, it's not going to cause you to have a woe is me, um, come pity me because I went through such and such. And that's the reason I'm who I am. And, you know, walking with God will cause you to walk in a clear path, clear the cobwebs. You're not going to, you're not going to be the author of confusion yourself if you're walking with God, because God is not the author of confusion. Right. And when I look at the counterfeits, that's what that's what I see. I see confusion. I see bitterness. I see anger. I see a vengeful. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make life even. And I understand life's not fair. I understand people are going to hurt us. But again, we serve a God who says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Yeah. And what God asks of us, um, I love in Micah where, he said, where God says, he has shown young man what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to walk humbly. Um, and I love mercy, I think is in there too, and to walk humbly with thy God. And that's what God calls on us to do, is to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before him. And the counterfeits are the opposite of that. They're not doing justly. They do not love mercy. Um, and they're not walking humbly. There's a pride and an arrogancy that just permeates the counterfeit Christianity and and you know I, I I think after since Charles death awards just showed me so much about what that looks you know not that I've attained in any way shape or form but what God wants me to do is to show him to those around me and yeah. Jesus exemplified that verse he did justly he loved mercy and he lived a life that was permeated with a spirit of humility that causes me to just like wow that yeah. the god of the universe if the god of the universe could walk so humbly what right have i in any way shape or form to promote myself as as anything yeah. and um i don't know just letting the mind of jesus work yeah, in yeah. and through you will keep you um keep your mind clear and you know the lord has a way of revealing the counterfeits yeah. And it's through his word. And so if you're not in his word, if you're just choosing to swallow the counterfeit um, deception, you're going to get swallowed in because his word is the lamp to our feet and light to our path. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that just really this is a good place to uh, to take this conversation and bring it again next Monday. And we're, we're still searching. 
for when God doesn't make sense, we're, we're still searching for those many blessings, those miracles, those things, and, and, and uh, pay heed here, uh, you know, place heed on this, pay attention to this, and uh, these false prophets have nothing for you. And uh, it's all God. It's all God. Simon got that right. And we're getting to the place now where, uh, where Simon's offering money, and we're going to talk about that on Monday. And uh, God doesn't need Simon's money, and uh, people don't mm -hmm. need money to be paid. And, and, uh, but we learned yeah. some things today. We learned, uh, first of all, that there's deceivers out there. There's false prophets. There's false witnesses. There's those who want to change the Word of God. And if someone ever says to you what God really means here, stop all that mm -hmm. you're doing. You know, uh, God, take God's word for its true faith, true value. I've never seen worse eschatology teaching, Stephanie, since the coronavirus has started. Everybody's got an idea, you know, and I, I put a message out there. I don't know if, if you remember it, Stephanie, where I said, if the Bible doesn't say it, please don't mention it. We don't want to hear what you think. We want to, we want to see what God tells us about end times and, and it's the same way with our lives and those things we should do and those things that we should trust. So beware of false prophets. You can know the difference. They're gonna, it's either going to be the Bible or it's going to be something else. And then a very important thing that I think we learned today, Stephanie, and, and by the way, thank you for covering that false prophet thing. You did a great job. But I think the, one of the more important things we learned today, uh, maybe not equally important as the false prophet thing, is make sure you have gravy on your potatoes and butter on your bread. <laughs> so anyway, folks. What an honor it is to share this uh, 85th podcast with you. Go out there and get some butter. Get some real stuff. Get get some Amen. of that Irish butter, praise God. Soften it up. and yep. Even a bad moldy piece of bread tastes good with real butter on it. Oh, and throw man. that margarine away and get as much gravy. And don't get the store-bought gravy. Get a recipe offline. Make the real gravy, praise God. You don't need powder and water, amen. But listen, we, we are honored. We are honored to talk with you. And uh, all joking aside, it's a great privilege to come into your airwaves and for you to share this conversation with us. And we'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you stop by and, and see us out there on Healthful Wounded Spirits. Uh, find us on our personal pages. We'd love to hear from you and uh, we'd love to talk to you. And we're going to continue on with this idea of when God doesn't make sense to us and how much sense it really makes. Look for the miracles out there, folks. Uh, we, we sure are glad to be with you. May God bless you. We'll talk with you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.